Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it's that time. It's finally here. This is not a drill. It's finally here. <laughs> the Panther season is upon us. It's training time. camp yep. starts. It Woo! is the 2021 training camp preview brought to you by Meow Mix, I guess. The cat food. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll give them free sponsors since, you know, we haven't gotten a cease and desist letter. Right. There yet, you go. So. <laughs> yeah. Football season's back. I mean, it's here. Yeah. Camp it's so exciting. Yeah. Camp officially starts July 28th, which is mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, and I think they can start hitting and putting on pads and everything on Saturday. So it's here. We are. The like drought said, is football over. Football is upon us. Yeah. I think the Hall the, of Fame game is a week away, a little a week and a couple of days. So I'll be so time. excited to watch the first quarter and then be like, oh God, this is awful. I'm gonna <laughs> now I remember why I never watched this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I will watch that first quarter and I will be extremely <laughs> excited when it starts. Me too. And you'll um, hear the like ESPN or, you know, sound effects and you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh man, uh, who is the Hall of Fame game this year? It's the Cowboys and uh, Cowboys and so Cowboys have to get so Browns or something. They, it's like the NFL just shoves them down our throat every year. God, I don't want to see them on every prime game game, especially yeah. when they suck and they suck a lot. Yeah, well, they definitely sucked last year. Steelers, Cowboys. So, so uh, that's the uh, that's the that's your uh, your Hall of Fame game. So yeah, about the first quarter, maybe half the yeah, first quarter. The- we'll see. About the first quarter, and then I'll be done. And It'll then... be, it might be on the background the rest of the night. But, yeah, I'm but, excited. But I don't want to complain about the Cowboys too much. Uh, <laughs> let's get into some Panthers news. We're here to talk about the Panthers. Woo! The Panthers have the third highest vaccination rate in the NFL at 92% per league source. This will give the players and coaches a lot more freedom. This is great news for the Panthers. Uh, mm-hmm. We tweeted this out. They're going to have more free mobility. The coaches will be able to be there, you know, talk more closely. They won't have the strong restrictions that they had last year. Right. They're still going to have restrictions, but. Yeah, well, it won't be bad. And, and you know, the I guess today we found out that uh, it looks like Darnold has been vaccinated based mm-hmm. on the fact that he was talking to the media without a mask. And that's one of the rules is unvaccinated players have to wear masks. So. Our starting quarterback has been vaccinated. That's good news. And the NFL came out with a lot of rules uh, over the last week or so regarding teams and unvaccinated players, basically saying that if you, if a significant amount of players that are unvaccinated cause a team to, to not have enough players to play a game or, or whatever the case is, you know, last year they had to reschedule a bunch of games, yeah. that that game's just going to be forfeit. I know Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach, he said if he finds any unvaccinated player not wearing a mask, it's mm-hmm. automatically a $1,400 fine. Yeah. So, I mean, so a lot of these coaches are taking this serious. A Minnesota coach, a Minnesota Vikings coach, was recently fired because he said mm-hmm. he didn't want to get vaccinated. And the coaching staff was like, look, we're not going to go through all this. We're, you know, with you being unvaccinated, working with all the players, we're, we're getting rid of you if you don't want to. Yeah, I think a, a Patriots coach was also fired for a similar reason, just for mm-hmm. refusing to be vaccinated. Yeah, I saw there was some team that's like uh, 
vaccinated players are wearing red wristbands and unvaccinated wearing yellow wristbands. They're making it pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, who is and who isn't. So, but luckily the Panthers, you know, they're among the top teams that are vaccinated. So not only is that, like you said, there's a lot of freedom during camp and during practices and stuff. They're going to be able to be closer as a team. But as the season comes on, there's a little bit more protection there for the Panthers. We don't have to worry so much about them missing games or missing key players. Yep. Because that seems like they've taken the precautions. Correct. Uh, moving on, third-round draft pick tight end Tommy Trimble signed his contract on July 22nd, meaning that all the Panthers rookies will be reporting to camp on time, or they should be, I should say, because they are all under contract. Uh, there's a few big names still out there, not signed for whatever reason, because they can't negotiate their contract that much. It's not about pay. Yeah. Zach Wilson, for instance, the Jets, some reason, haven't got him <laughs> under contract, and he's going to miss part of the training camp. Yeah, seems kind of like ridiculous. Sounds like a very Jets thing yeah, to do. Right. That is ridiculous, you know, in this era. You know, and if it's me, if you've got a quarterback that you drafted in the top Get him in. three or four, just... Do whatever you have to do. If it's a fully guaranteed contract, whatever it is, just do it. What's the yeah. what's the holdup? What's the problem? This isn't once the back <laughs> in the day of Sam. Uh, what was his name? Sam Bradford, Bradford yeah. a hundred million dollar contract. Right. No, after that, it was almost the top five players always got guaranteed money. Just yeah. Just, I don't see how they can keep messing this up. Yeah, it's the Jets. They will. <laughs> they will. <laughs> um. You know, speaking, Jerry, of training camp, you know, some of our players, I would say all of our players, very excited to get to training camp. One of our players, yes. a little too excited to get there. <laughs> Enzel Perryman uh, received a, a pretty large speeding ticket on the way down. And, you know, not a big deal, obviously. He'll, he'll be able to take care of that. But uh, he was showing everyone when he got there. It was like 91 coming down the interstate or something. So he, he was very excited to get to training camp. Needless he, to say. he doesn't know about that 77, you know, right. <laughs> trap down there that you got to go that speed limit. Otherwise, those South They'll Carolina. Get you. Yep. They'll get you. Coppers yeah. will get you. Let's talk some training camp, Jerry. Yeah. Today, we're just going to do a quick previews of some of the camp battles and kind of give our guess of what, you know, hey, who's going to win this? There's obviously we have no real prediction you know evidence right now as yeah camp's just getting started they just arrived yeah they're unpacking their bags as we're recording this i'm sure right yeah playing a couple games of madden 22 they probably got early right so this is just our preview <laughs> predictions um obviously as training camp moves forward we'll have a few more episodes where we talk about actual news coming out of there mm -hmm. but uh yeah these are just our predictions and we're gonna start with uh, a pretty exciting battle here. Uh, the third wide receiver uh, or slot wide receiver, depending on how you look at it. But that battle is going to be real interesting. Of course, you, right off the bat, you talk about our second round draft pick. Oh, absolutely. Marshall. You know, he's probably got a bit of a leg up. Just that draft pedigree, all the hype. Um, mm -hmm. First round talent fell to us in the mm -hmm. second round due to some injury concerns. Yep. I, I Yeah. Tall, fast. If he he's comes been in healthy. Able to play the slot. Yeah. Right. Comes in healthy. I mean, he's got that LSU wide receiver pedigree. So that's worked you know. with Joe Brady before. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you've got a guy that was signed com- coming from Seattle. This is a Fitterer signing, uh, David Moore, who mm-hmm. had some success up there in, in Seattle in a similar role, like a you know a third, fourth wide receiver type role. I th- I believe we were both excited when we signed him just yeah, for, for the sure. simple fact that you know besides Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. David Moore could come in and kind of be that filler that, you know, gets you five, 600 yards, you know, mm-hmm. be that deep threat. And we were excited for him. But then, you know, we got Terrace Marshall in the second round. And we got this other guy I'm going to speak about, Shai Smith out of South Carolina late in the draft. Six round and pick. I think he's perfectly fit for that slot receiver. Yeah. He may not get it this year, but I think in the future he's perfectly fit. He's a little smaller guy, but very fast, very runs good routes, and he's – he reminds me a lot of a younger DJ Moore where he, he caught the ball and then he can make some guys miss, and that's kind of how he did it. He wasn't well, a crisp route runner, and yeah. I think that's... Well, he fell to the sixth round, so there's yeah. some holes. But he's, you know, he's he. I think he played well in South Carolina, and I'm excited that he's on the team. I thought that was a really good pick late in the draft. I do too. You know, upside pick. Uh, and then you've got some of these other guys, uh, Omar Bayless, who... Did some he kind of shined early in training camp last year? Well, whatever the training abbreviated training camp that they had last year, um, mm-hmm. got hurt, missed the whole season. So he'll, we'll see if he can kind of recapture some of that magic coming back. Zilstra and then Keith Kirkwood. Kirkwood also missed all of last season after uh, being signed from the Saints last year, uh, and then Zilstra played uh, a decent amount last year for the Panthers. So you would say he's probably got the leg up on getting that last wide receiver spot normally they keep about six five or six wide receivers so uh one of these guys is not going to make the team <laughs> at least one of these guys is not going to make the team. yeah I, I i hate saying it but, but this may be one of our deepest wide receiver cores we've had in a long time i yeah. mean there's no uh oh god i can't think of his name the wilford college kid that stuck around every year the blonde oh, yeah yeah he who oh, must not be named Yes, because I can't think of it. <laughs> Where he was making the roster every year. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe Brandon Silstra will make it just on special teams, but Omar Bayless kind of shine, like you said. So mm-hmm. who knows? You never know. Well, but talking yeah, about mean, the slot, the third wide receiver, yeah. who do you think will win it by the end of training camp? Uh, probably David Moore. Okay. I think it'll be David Moore. That, uh, just because he's got the NFL experience. And uh, I think they'll start the season. I think Terrace Marshall will play a lot, but I think they'll start the season with the kind of the three veteran guys getting most of the snaps early. Okay, I am predicting Ron is gone. Terrace Marshall will get it because Joe Brady and his familiarity with him. You drafted him in the second round. You have the highlights. You know what he can do. If he's healthy, I think they're going to put him in that wide receiver three position more than not. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that. Um, so let's just talk about real quick. You've got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, probably David Moore, four locks to make the roster. Mm-hmm. Of those other four guys, you would say Shy Smith? I you, think Shy Smith is almost a lock. And then and Zilstra? Then, it, then it's going to be, yeah, I think Zilstra will get it for his special teams acclimate. Bayless probably back on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kirkwood, gone. <laughs> yeah. Probably. 
All right. That's wide receiver. Moving on. Backup quarterback. Mm. Woohoo! Usually a very exciting camp battle. I don't know that I'm too excited about this one. <laughs> uh, P.J. Walker started a game, won a game last year, looked all right, but he has a troublesome background. Not troublesome, but, you know, he's went to the XFL, has been cut from other teams. So He's a bit of a journeyman. Yeah, journeyman. A young journeyman. And the guy he's competing about with doesn't have much better uh, track record. Third-round pick out here out of Carolina. And hasn't really seen the field except for one year where him and... Oh, my... His ex- name is escaping me. Washington's... Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Were competing a few times after Cam Newton was injured. Yeah. He yeah. started one game and looked awful. Horrific. Awful. Not that we could blame him because that... That team that year, he, nobody coming in there was going to look very good. But yeah, I mean, Will Greer, this could be, this could be Will Greer's. Uh, Will Greer might not be on the team by the time the Panthers yeah. break camp. It's very possible. I, I could easily see that. I yeah. think this is his time to show out in training camp because they were making him scratches. They they didn't want him out there. They wanted PJ Walker over him last year. And I thought with a new regime that maybe he could, you know, hey, look, you know, that was old, build himself back up. But right now it looks like you're right. He probably won't be banking the team. He may come back in some of our awards later, later uh, yeah. in, in the podcast here. But so, I mean, it sounds like we both probably think PJ Walker nails this down unless they sign someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. His familiarity with Matt Rule just, and he, he started in, Looked decent last year in this offense. Yeah. And again, he's a Matt Rule guy. Yeah. You know. All right. Moving on. Third defensive. So third string defensive tackle. Yeah. I saw someone write that defensive tackle in general was a position where Daquan Jones wasn't the starter. I think Daquan Jones is a a solid starter. Are you arguing that or should we go Uh, with third? No, I think Daquan Jones, I mean, I think they brought him in to be the starter. I think yeah, something okay. bad would have to happen in camp for him not to be the starter. Yeah. Because he's been a starter his whole career, pretty much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, was a, that was a signing you and I were very excited about. So. Yeah, I know. I just saw that and I was like, am I missing something? <laughs> I mean, let's look at the rest of the guys that, that we're talking about here. Morgan Fox, who is really more of a, a pass rusher. Honestly. Yeah, he's a defensive tackle, defensive end, yeah. pass rusher type. Bravian Roy, Bravian Roy, excuse me, and Davion Nixon. So I don't see Daquan Jones not winning no. the job over that crew, you know, that stellar crew. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The way you said not over that crew. No, I agree. I agree 100%, and that's why I put third defensive tackle because I think – this will be interesting because I don't think they're going to be able to keep all of them. Yeah. So I think whoever comes in last may be on the outside looking in. And I think Morgan Fox is safe because he ha- does have that pass rushing ability. Mm-hmm. But I- yeah, yeah, he was he was signed in the offseason for his versatility specifically. Mm-hmm. So I think he's good. Roy is, you know, a draft pick from last year. Another Matt Rule guy, a Baylor guy. Mm-hmm. So I and think then you you're have Davion Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. 
And people projected him in the third round, and the Panthers got him round six. Yeah. And that's where they got Bravion Roy, too. They could easily the keep all of these guys. I, I yeah. mean, they easily could. So. But you're, then you're I, talking I th- about you got five defensive tackles on the roster. Exactly. So. And, we're, and then you're already looking at that wide receiver where we're talking, oh, that's a hard place to cut a few people. Yeah, but I guess if you're looking at Fox, you know, you could put Fox on the DE list and then you're only got, then you're looking at four defensive tackles. I think that's reasonable. You know? Yeah. Especially seeing what happened to us last year when people just kept getting hurt, you know? So, yeah. Um, you know, if I had to guess, I'd. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would say we, it's probably right, you know, with, uh, you know, Fox kind of being that hybrid guy, getting a lot of looks on the mm-hmm. inside, and then Roy, you know, being right there uh, as just a true DT, kind of the true third DT. See, I'm going to give the nod to Davion Nixon. Okay. Over. I don't know, really know much about him yet, so. Yeah. This feels like a, an anti-Bravian Roy sentiment coming from you. <laughs> it, it really is. I just didn't yeah. th- think he really looked that good. And who knows? Maybe one good off season and he can show up this year and yeah. look a lot better than he did. I hear he's I in the best shape I, of his well, life, Jerry. <laughs> 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 you, you can hear that a lot in training camp. Yeah. Best shape of his life. Now, we're going to go on to starting guards. I'm just going to combine these and say left and right because I think both positions are open. I don't think anybody has them on lock. And the contenders for guard are John Miller, former starter here at right guard, Mm -hmm. Pat Elfine, the Panthers' premier signing in the free (laughs) day one of free agents. They ran right out to get him. They ran right out to the trash heap and grabbed him. (laughs) Uh, Brady Christensen. Our third round draft pick, uh, Deontay Brown. Was he our fourth or fifth round draft pick? I think pick? he was fifth round. Yeah, David Moore, an undrafted guy, a very high touted undrafted free agent out of Grambling. Yeah, he was one of the first ones that we signed, and people were pretty excited about him. Yeah, they most people had him go, going draft in round fix, five or six, but and Deontay Brown is sixth round pick, by the way. Sixth round. And Dennis Daly. This is going to be a very interesting group to watch. Unfortunately, it's a very boring position to watch, especially <laughs> at camp because they but it's don't. It's a very really important hit. position. Yeah, <laughs> very important position. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, that we're going to be able to watch camp practices and be like, oh yeah, look, you know, John Miller is really showing out out there. <laughs> That's something that the coaches that coach that position. They know, and not many other people do. And no, I'm, it, I it, will not pretend to be an expert. No. That, yeah. that is typically why we bring Jason Hewitt on whenever right. we talk about <laughs> Right. As he used to play the offensive line, and he yep. knows it a lot better than us. But yeah, you love but the I guys. Mean, yeah, you have to look. I think you have to look at John Miller as having certainly a, a leg up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. starting on this team last year. And by all accounts, playing pretty well. I think he was an average starting tackle, uh, right guard. Excuse me. Yeah, um, we both wanted him <clears throat> us to resign him because yeah. of that. Yep. Not extraordinarily. But I mean, when money, you look but... at who else was out there and and what we needed, and mm-hmm. for the money, you know, it seemed like a good deal. 
Dennis Daly, you know, you, I would feel like giving him a nod at the other side, but he's always hurt. I don't know if yeah. you can trust it. Uh, he's played a lot of even left tackle and played pretty well when he's been out there. You know, he's had some ups and downs, but he's been solid. But again, he's always hurt. Absolutely. So then you're looking at our rookies, basically, and, yeah. and Elfie. Yeah. But let's look at our rookies because that, that's, you know, <laughs> neither one of us really want to talk about Elfine that much. I think you can go ahead and pencil in Elfine maybe as one of the starters just because he's coming in. He, he got the contract. Yeah. I think they signed him Even hoping he that he would up, be a starter. You know, so much pressure to quarterbacks. Yeah. Sam Darnold we'll had a horrible line in the Jets. So what do the Panthers do? Go sign one of the, his O-linemen. <laughs> one of the worst ones. Oh, well, I am ready. scratching my head on that move. I'm sorry. It just off-season worst mistake would probably be that. You think so? Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. I, so. I mean, we're gonna. I think we'll know pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you get. Uh, we've got Brady Christensen listed here. We know that mm-hmm. he was a left tackle in college, um, but he has been mentioned specifically as you know a guard or tackle by Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. So. Looking at, I mean, looking at our left tackle, you know, which we'll talk about later, he easily could be in that competition as well. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna put him in this guard competition as well too. So, and then you get, yeah, Christensen, Beyonce Brown, and David Moore. I think all kind of. I think we're just hoping one of them, you know, comes out, shows yeah. out, and, and and steps up. Absolutely, I I personally think. I would. This is how it's going to pan out. I think Dennis Daly is going to get the left guard position, mm-hmm. and I think John Miller is still going to stay on the right side. Yeah, I, I think coming out of camp that makes the most sense. Um, again, like we said, Dennis Daly when he's been out there has has looked okay. Yeah. So again, just kind of average ha- has played well at in spots. So. Uh, but I think that you're gonna. I think Deontay Brown could surprise some people. I really did like him. Um, I do too. And I think he could easily step up and and steal one of those starting spots. I, I could see easily. him stealing the right guard spot, especially yeah. with he's not very mobile. And usually you put more of your mobile guys <clears throat> on the left side and mm-hmm. the more ra- road graders on the right, and that's more his bread and butter. So I could see him and Taylor Moten anchoring that right side. Yeah. And it, I honestly feel that that's their plan going for the future, but he may not be ready at the end of camp. There, There's a real scenario where you've got Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown starting at both left and right guard mm-hmm. this Absolutely. season for multiple games this season. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Um, I think Brady Christensen pro- is probably going to be a pretty good guard in this league. Yeah. So, um, all right. How about the most exciting camp battle, Jerry? <laughs> when you now put this, this in here, I was like, able to tell are we really talking who's about winning this? it? <laughs> <laughs> long snapper. Got the incumbent, the longtime Panther, J.J. Jansen. Been robbed of multiple Pro Bowls. I think J.J. Jansen like, should be a, a 12-time Pro Bowler. Uh, and then Thomas he really Fletcher should have been a Pro Bowl or multiple times. Yeah, How he, good he, really he is, have, yeah. snapper. Uh, and then Thomas Fletcher, the controversial sixth pick. <laughs> People hated this pick. <laughs> Do 
You're wasting a pick on a long sniper. All right, people, it's the sixth round. It's the second <laughs> hey, to last. Hey, you coming pick. to Carolina? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> no, no, we we just drafted you. What? Yeah, <laughs> that Check was out his that, comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah, watch that. That was on uh, the what was it? The confidential Panthers yeah. confidential thing. Yeah, check that was funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, he thought they were calling for undrafted status. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, my heart wants to say JJ Jansen here. Yeah, yeah. But I, if they if they cut Fletcher, then he's he's they're not going to get him on the practice squad. Someone's going to take him. Someone's going to pick th- him up. I think this is how it's going to go. If Thomas Fletcher is close to what J.J. Jansen is, they stick with Thomas Fletcher and they try to trade J.J. Jansen for like a sixth or seventh round pick. Oh, man. Do you think someone would trade? I mean, J.J. Jansen is 35 years old. I think I don't a know that anybody trades sixth, for a seventh round snapper. pick or a conditional pick, I could see it happening. <clears throat> he is 35 years old. Yeah. And if you don't have a long snapper, you're gonna hate life. I mean, it's just no. The way very it is important. For... I mean, honestly, we've never <laughs> had we've not had to worry about long snapper here. No. Since JJ Jansen's gotten here, I mean, he's been so solid. We've joked about him, you know, a lot as just you know the heartbeat of the team and you know the guy that I mean, you know, but but it's true. Like he is as solid as it comes at that position. Th- there's a reason why he's getting paid. He's been paid a million dollars or so a season to snap the ball to punters and field goal kickers because not everyone can do it and do it as well as he's done it. Right. Yeah. I mean, mean, if Fletcher comes in, like you said, I agree with you. If Fletcher comes in and he, he is as good as JJ, then or close to it. I think he gets the nod. Yeah, I do too. He's younger. You got more life in him and you may be able to get something for such a solid veteran. All right, well, let's move on to this next one. I wanted to talk about safety a little bit. Uh, I think the, the starters are pretty obviously entrenched there uh, with Chin and Burris. You know, we, we've heard that Chin is going to make a, uh, make the move to safety. Uh, but Chin is going to play a lot of linebacker as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, he's a very versatile player, so he's going to be, be doing a lot. Safety is one of our weaker spots on the team. So I'm just curious to, to see what you think about you know, Sam Franklin, Kenny Robinson, who we drafted last year. Uh, and then we've got Lano Hill or Lano Hill uh, listed as well. So not a, not a, an exciting conversation really, but I think you, you believe that Sam Franklin's got the job pretty much locked down. I, I do. I, I think Sam Franklin showed last year as an undrafted guy that he, he played well for yeah. the Panthers when he had to play. And when Burris was hurt, I see him pretty much not having it, but I see him getting the nod. I would love to see more Kenny Robinson. Mm-hmm. I really like Kenny Robinson coming into the draft last year, and it just seemed like he didn't fit well with this coaching and coaching scheme. So, yeah, Kenny it, Robinson had a, another XFL guy had some kind of hype, yeah. you know, last year, and just didn't. How many games? If you had to guess, how many games did do you think Kenny Robinson played last year? Two. I think he played nine. Hmm. Played nine games last year, which was surprising to me. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'd like I mean, to see Kenny Robinson really come in and look like a different player this year. I do too, because he he looked good in the XFL. I know it's the mm-hmm. XFL, but you got to think too. That was because he didn't want to go to college anymore, he, yeah. or he couldn't go to college anymore. There and were some issues. That, yeah. <laughs> college might not said, wanted him anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
And they said if he would have came out that year, he probably would have been a second or third round pick. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he's got the interesting. talent. It's just can he can he get wrap his head around it? Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you. I think Sam Franklin. It may say more about how they feel about Sam Franklin by the fact that they didn't go out and get another safety mm-hmm. in the offseason or draft one. And there were plenty to be had. So it seems and, like there's always a safety to be had if you want one. So Yeah. I mean, just look at the free agents. I mean, yeah. Trey Boston. I mean, it's they, always every the, year. It's always, yeah, like, they're always the last guys to be signed. Always. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Starting left tackle, we're going to have Cam Irving, free agent signing here. Former number one draft pick, but has been a journeyman so far mm-hmm. with Dallas and Kansas City. Brady Christensen, our third-round draft pick, who played left tackle for BYU, but could become a guard. Uh, yep. Dennis Daly played left tackle before. We've discussed it already, but yep. always injured. And it's so sad. This guy's so far down the list. Greg Little, <laughs> former yeah. second-round pick. Expected to be the franchise left tackle of the future. He may not make the team. He was healthy scratches towards the end of last year. He couldn't get on the field with Ron Rivera and company, and Coach Rule does not seem to be pleased with his production. And then Trent Scott, journeyman, left tackle, played here last year. Filled in pretty well at times, left tackle, but... Honestly, I don't want him to be our starting left tackle going into the season. That just means some things went really wrong. Yeah, this last guy you have listed, I think, is my pick. Yeah. To be determined. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I would love for them to, you know, there's going to be a a left tackle that gets cut Mm -hmm. within the next couple of weeks or, yeah, or or a potential trade option um, that is probably going to be a better option than anybody we have on the roster right now. But if we're just looking at the guys on the roster, it's so depressing because I don't even know who I would would feel comfortable with. Comfortable or, well, I don't think any of us feel comfortable with any of them, (laughs) but I'm going to go with Brady Christensen. This uh, as my pick. Wow. And this is why. This is my fingers crossed that I want him to be the left tackle because otherwise we're just going to keep searching. And I wanted Dennis Daly to win that left guard position because he has experience on the left tackle position that he can maybe coach him while next to him on the line if needed. Hmm. I hate that. I, I'm sure you do. I, I don't want that to happen. Um, I mean, I, we can't... I don't think they... I don't think they drafted Brady Christensen to start at left tackle, just based on what we've heard from Matt Rule. Yeah, because um, Matt I would Rule's throw been another goal of truth. I would throw another name in here potentially, Taylor Moten. Mm. I mean, they they've they have already said that they're going to give him looks at left tackle in this camp, and if he plays as well, I mean, I know he's played a little left tackle here and there mm-hmm. over the you know, the first couple years of his career, but he's been pretty, pretty much a right tackle. Um, if he comes in a left tackle and looks as good as he does at right tackle or even close, then I would much rather throw one of these other guys at right tackle yeah. and see I, what, I, what Moten can do. I, I agree left. with that. I think Trent Scott over there on the right side, but or, 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 um, daily. 
Yeah. Daly on the right side. I, I, I agree. I if Taylor Mountain can move over there and be decent, I would say do that. But again, you're gonna get pass rushers from both sides. Because if Taylor Mountain's starting right side, they're gonna send somebody on the left. If he's starting left, they're gonna send Cam, er, you know, Cameron Jordan from the right side. They're just yeah, that's how it uh, works in the NFL know, now. But as we as we talked about with uh, Jason Hewitt, you know that blind side is so important, and you're pretty much always gonna send your best pass rusher from that blind side, uh, especially if you have a weakness at left tackle, which. Yeah. You know, if if it's not Moten over there, it's gonna be a weakness. You're gonna definitely have the weaker side be the blind side. That's why I, I just hope that they just go out and find somebody else. Honestly, I, I just don't. I don't know who else is gonna be out there. And if you're looking during training camp for left tackle, I mean, you're gonna probably overpay and you're gonna be hurting. I well, mean, we've got the money. Uh, we've got the third most cap space in the league left. For this season, but that's free agency signing. That's not for training or you know, trading. Yeah, it is. It's cap space. Yeah, it's cap space. But I mean, you're gonna have to give up some big numbers to get good luck. If you trade, if you trade, yeah. But I mean, there's always a guy that gets cut. There's always you know a, a veteran, older veteran that gets cut that you could bring in. I mean, that happens every year. Yeah, I don't know about a decent left tackle though being cut it's just guard centers it's possible possible. i mean i wouldn't want to trade a first round pick or anything for you know unless it's just a a no-brainer great starting left tackle but you're not going to get one of those for just a first round pick so um yeah i mean if i had i guess just looking at these guys if i'm going to guess i'm going to say cam irving will probably come out of camp as the starting left tackle yeah i I think that's what he was signed for uh, God, man, I still don't understand that day one. <laughs> if you were going to go after offensive linemen, there were better offensive linemen out there to go after. Yeah. It's and like again, they were they were shopping the budget bin, you know, as soon as the store opened. Exactly. Yeah. That's ex- that is a great way of explaining that. Yeah. They I, ran I to that it. clearance rack of <laughs> you know. Right. It was it was Black Friday. You know, all your your nice things are up front, and they ran to the back, to the clearance to section the, the clearance where section. stuff, where, you know, <laughs> where people didn't even stack things properly, or <laughs> where, where their stack of DVDs were still there because someone has a DVD player. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Five dollar DVD bin. That's where they bought got these guys. <laughs> all right, now let's get to our. Uh, Awards, I guess you want to call these? Well, training Awards camp predictions. predictions. Yeah. Because every year there's always a, so much, you know, coming out of the camp that yeah, it doesn't actually transpire to the game. And by the, before we get to that, there are other uh, camp battles we understand. I actually wouldn't have mind have talked about tight end a little bit. Let's let's talk about let's give three minutes on tight end here. Um, Tommy Trimble, as you said in our uh, news segment, was finally signed. Our last guy to be signed. Um, he's someone that I'm really interested to see what he looks like in camp. And if he shows more of that pass catching ability than he was able to show in college, because I think if he does add that to his, a great blocking ability and he could come out of camp as the starter. 
I I think Dan Arnold has it on lock. But I, see, I I don't. I mean, people love Dan Arnold. I don't understand it. He hasn't really shown anything in the league. He hasn't done much at all. I, I mean, he's I, improved every year. I he's he's caught yeah. what eight touchdown passes last year. Sure. I mean, on he's he's way better than what the Panthers end. have had. Pass catching tight end. You've, that's what you wanted last year. Yes, yeah. he has not had a dramatic season, but last year he had 31 receptions, 438 yards. That's I mean, fine. Yeah, and I would have taken that last year all day long. I don't think he is uh, a superstar. I don't, I don't either. think. I think if Trimble is, you know, people keep throwing that George Kittle comparison around. If he's George Kittle, that's a star. That's a that's a top five tight end in the league. Yeah, but George Kittle wasn't George Kittle his first season. No, but he but he showed promise. That's a, that's all I'm looking for. Is he can he show promise? I don't think it's gonna be hard to beat out Dan Arnold. I I, th- I think Dan Arnold gets a nod, and I think Trimble. You will see Trimble this season out there running routes and blocking as tight end. Whether it's sometimes as the first tight end, sometimes I'll have two tight ends. And I think yeah, they'll, sure. depending on the situation, they'll put him in. And I think Ian Thomas better look like they made a mistake by drafting him to <clears throat> stay on this roster. Ian Thomas, uh, I would say, probably not going to be on the team. Yeah. The and I think Colin team. Thompson's got that special teamer, you know, good, reliable guy. I think he, yeah. he's there for that. Yeah. I would agree. I think obviously Dan Arnold has a huge leg up in getting that starting spot. So, um, all right, let's do it. All right, here's our predictions for the most buzzed about rookie not named J.C. Horn. Every year, the first round draft pick gets the most buzz that he looks phenomenal. He's the next coming of the best player at that position mm-hmm. all the time. I sort of spoiled Jimmy mine Clausen a little bit. Jimmy Clausen got buzzing buzz. Of course, yeah. Uh, so Well, people are desperate for Jimmy Clausen to be yeah. great. <laughs> so I spoiled mine a little bit. I think it's going to be Tremble. Um, I think he's going to come out and be uh, more impressive as a pass catcher than initially advertised. And gonna people go, are going to be really surprised. I'm going to go Shy Smith. Okay. And the reason I think he's very shifty, and I think he can catch a lot of passes and make a couple moves where people see him and go, wow, just because of the way he plays. I still don't think he's going to get the third wide receiver spot, but I do think people are going to take notice. Yeah, um, and here's here's something about Jerry that you may not know. is He loves the fringe wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, he loves that, that wide receiver that's kind of on the, on the edge of the roster. Um, so I love that about Jerry. He's he's the biggest fan for the, <laughs> the for that guy. Um, all right, next is most under pressure veteran to perform in training camp. We've got a lot of these on the roster. Absolutely. Um, uh, we were going over these camp battles, and I was like, "Wow, there that guy yeah. could be it." But I already yeah. had mine in my in my head. Go ahead. Who Go ahead. Got? I have. Someone we just recently talked about, Ian Thomas. Yeah. I think he's under the most pressure to look like a star than anybody else because I could see them, like you said, releasing him and just moving on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Will Greer. I think uh, basically mm-hmm. for the same reasons. You know, he he just needs to show that he's worthy of a roster spot at this point. Um, Ian Thomas. Yeah. Obviously, also I I would definitely agree there. I have not been an Ian Thomas fan pretty much ever, so I would love for him to to prove me wrong this year. Don't expect it to happen. Um, biggest buzzed about player in camp. So this is this is rookie or veteran, I guess. Yeah, anybody. The person you hear all, oh, they look fantastic. Oh, they're so much. Well, I'm going to go with an easy one here. I think people are going to be going insane about J.C. Horn. Just his his body is sculpted by the gods. He's going to come out. He's got that NFL pedigree. (laughs) Um, I think he's going to look like a a man out there already. And I think he's going to make some big plays in camp. Uh, he's going to make us wonder about Sam Darnold, <laughs> frankly, because I think he's going to be playing really well out there in the secondary, and I'm 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 really excited to see what he looks like. I'm actually going on completely opposite of what you just said. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. Okay. I think every touchdown pass in shorts and a t-shirt. They're going to be buzzing. Oh, Sam Darnold was just so badly used in the Jets. Oh, Sam Darnold. Oh, better coaching is already paying his way. Oh, this looks like Mm -hmm. the move of the decade. I'm not sure that's going to pan out, but I think that's what we're going to hear coming out of training camp. And you know, honestly, I wasn't even really thinking about him in the most under-pressure veteran to perform. But he easily is probably it's probably him. Yeah. I mean, I, I was mean, thinking like veterans from the Panthers, uh, like as a former Panther veteran. But coming into training camp, I bet he's feeling a ton of pressure to come out here and show yeah, that but he is I, the guy. The way I was thinking is under pressure because your job is at stake. I don't yeah. think I, there's no one here. Yeah, I mean, his job's not at stake for this season, really. But I think he wants to come in and really prove that what exactly what you just said is basically that it was all about where he was previously and he is mm-hmm. the guy so uh, but that'd be great i would love to see sam Darnold come out and just be amazing and have people talking really positively about him now this one the player you're most likely to hear he's in the best shape of his life quick quick little tidbit they said Big Ben was taking his diet seriously. He was in the best shape of his life. He showed up in training camp, looked like Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how he got that out, but he did not take his diet more serious than Tom Brady because that was a quote. Yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> we're going to call this the Kelvin Benjamin Award. Yeah. That's another <laughs> one. Um, do you have somebody at top of mind? I do. And I this I think they will be in great shape. Don't get me wrong. I think Christian McCaffrey, you're going to hear mm. a lot of this. Because of after his injuries, they're going to say, oh, you know, he's healed up. He's in the best shape of his life. That's just something always, I don't know why, every player, every sports writer, everyone always says that. It's like, no, this 35-year-old guy is not in the best shape of his life. No, he's not 
better in shape than he was at 23 years old. Just <laughs> Unless he's Tom not. Brady. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I could see that easily from McCaffrey. You know, he's got a new training regimen. He's, mm-hmm. he's you know, he knows why he had some injuries last year. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I kind of was thinking about this in, in terms of a guy who, you could look at it two ways, right? A guy who's been mm-hmm. injured a lot or a guy that, is on the bubble and really needs to come in and prove that he is awesome. So I think I'm going to go Ian Thomas on this one. I think mm-hmm. he's the guy that's, you know, he's probably, this is what I hope for Ian Thomas is that he has worked really hard over the off season and gotten himself into really good shape and is faster and stronger than he's been maybe since his rookie season, if not before that. Um, I think he's the guy that you're going to hear that about. Wow. Ian Thomas just looks amazing out there looks like a man out there you know so i'm going to ian thomas okay he just better hope coach rule doesn't say that about him <laughs> right because <laughs> then he's gone because <laughs> the coach rule curse <laughs> yeah um hey before we wrap it up here i want a question for you so as we all know there are only three preseason games this mm-hmm. year do you expect to see more of the starters in that first preseason game than we're typically usually used to seeing? I think yes. Yeah. You think they play like a full quarter? Yeah, I do. I think they play a full quarter. I think they play a half a game on the second game. In the third game, I think they only play another, like a series or so, depending on situations. Yeah, I'm I'm real, I'm real, um, curious about that third preseason game because they still have the same amount of time between the third preseason game and the first regular season game that they usually have so Mm -hmm. they could play them into the third quarter like they usually do uh, and still have that rest time so yeah Yeah, i'm I'm real interested to see to see what happens in the preseason a lot of the coaches have said that that last preseason game was for those last guys to really shake out the bottom of their roster so are they going to do that this year? Or yeah, I, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of guys on the roster still. You know, these cut downs are going to come fast and furious. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep, Obviously, me too. I'm extremely excited. <laughs> Football's <laughs> back, baby. Football is back, and we want to go ahead and thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And if you're on YouTube, come check us out, and please subscribe. Yeah, we'll be back next week, I think. We're probably, probably going back to at least once a week here during training camp, and... Uh, see what things are looking like. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no big injuries. Everybody comes out of ha- camp healthy. That's obviously what we want to see more than anything else. Um, so good luck to the Panthers players. Uh, if you make it down to training camp, let us know how it looks like. Send us some pictures. We'll put them on Twitter. Um, let us know what you see. Hopefully, we're going to try to make it down maybe to at least one practice here. But, uh, yeah, until next week, everybody – Be safe out there and keep pounding.